Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Witness the power. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. I've been roaming around, always looking down at all I see. Welcome into hour number three of Sports 56 Mornings, the final show of 2023. And our third hour is brought to you each and every day by the folks at Acura of Memphis. You could go over there and end the year in good form by buying a great new car or maybe a pre-owned vehicle from the folks at Acura Memphis. The end of the year, always a great time to buy a car. And Acura Memphis will take good care of you. Great selection of new Acuras, pre-owned Acuras, including the certified pre-owned Acuras, plus other pre-owned vehicles that you'll find on the lot at Acura of Memphis. And always great people to deal with who will uh, make it a great car buying experience every single time you go see them. So if you're looking to end 2023, with a new vehicle. Go see the folks at Acura Memphis. They're on Ridgeway right there at the intersection with 385. You can also find them online, get a lot of information about all the different Acura automobiles at the website at acuraofmemphis.com. Still maybe a little drizzle out there, but it's tapering off. I'm looking at the hourly forecast and it should be done sometime this hour. So I don't anticipate, at least from the forecast I'm looking at, any precip during the day today, but temperature-wise... I don't know if we're reaching 40 today. It looks like 38, 39 degrees, somewhere in that neighborhood. At kickoff for the AutoZone Liberty Bowl game, looking at 39. Gray and cloudy with winds at about 5 to 10 miles per hour. So, again, as long as it's not raining out there, bundle up, wear a couple of layers, and support the game if you can. Well, good luck on the no rain, because looking at the radar, it's... (laughs) I don't see it, though, on on the one I'm looking at. It just says cloudy, 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 cloudy. Oh, yeah. What, so what do you see? I see more rain coming and snow and whatever. Hopefully it's out of here by... Hopefully it's out, Armageddon? What are you talking it's about? out of here by 2.30 this afternoon. I don't know if there's going to be any more behind it. This stuff won't should be gone by 2.30, but right. hopefully there won't be any more stuff popping up as we go along. Well, hopefully it doesn't roll right through Memphis. And- I really just hope it doesn't rain between like 1.45 and 2.15. <laughs> That's the only time I'm out in it, so I don't care. You don't care. You don't have any passion for me. I I I care about myself only. <laughs> I've got to be outside for a while today. I'm hoping it's not raining during that period. I got a feeling if it's raining when the guy says from Sports 56 WHBQ Eli Savoy and nobody is there. Uh, there's that chance as well. <laughs> the ghost of Savoy. People won't even know because all they're gonna do is show my picture on the board anyway. I've done that a few times for you, subbing for you, and then you've done it, and other people have done it. We are always on. Is is there a rhyme or reason like what side we're on? It always seems like we're on the. Uh, no, that's always random. Is it random? Okay, I was going to say it's always on like the Big Twelve side. No, it's always it's always random. And somebody had texted in about the Arkansas East Carolina bowl game, and that. I did this for that game, and that was, um, without question, the coldest I've ever been. That's the one I talk since, about. Since I lived in Memphis, yes. was down on the field before that game. Where to? The, where they said walk out on the field, I didn't know if I could. Like I, because I didn't know if I had feet at that point. They were gone. My feet were gone. For all I knew, there was nothing there. And they said, "All right, let's go." And I was like, "This is going to be hard for me to walk." And at, at that day. 
Whew, that was cold. Yes, that was that was a by. I don't even know. I don't know what is second as to the coldest I've ever been since I moved to Memphis. But I know for a fact that day down on the field before that game was number one by a landslide. Last year when it was zero degrees and we had that on December 23rd with the wind chill was like negative 17. Didn't have to be outside of that. Would have been colder that day probably. But I didn't have to be outside of that. Standing down on that field that day for about 20, 25, 30 minutes. I don't remember how long it was. That was freezing. That's the game I talk about. I didn't cover the game, so I wasn't in the press box. I was there in the stands, and my wife came to the game. And at halftime, we were gone. I would I would have stayed. I was freezing, but I was bundled up. We were we were on the visitor side, pretty much at the fifty yard line, halfway up, and like we were all crunched in together for body warmth, and. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong about the entertainment. I, I may be ver- I may be wrong about this. I keep thinking that was the Eddie Money year, and I wanted to watch Eddie Money, even though it's all it was all um, you know um, lip synced. But I wanted to watch Eddie Money, and then I think we took off. I'm pretty sure I could be I could have the entertainment mixed up, but it was definitely the Arkansas game that you're talking about was the coldest I've ever felt. The only time I've ever felt colder. And, you know, as kids in, in, in Jersey, it would snow, but it wasn't this cold. You're out there, you're sweating in the snow. I covered a football game at Delaware State University. That was the coldest day I've ever dealt with because I was uh, I had to shoot my own stuff. It was myself and Pam Ward. Remember Pam Ward from ESPN? She was my weekend anchor. And um, I was the Monday through Friday sports guy. And we split time going out on the field like i would shoot some and i would run back into the van and then she would run out and shoot some and then i would i mean it was the coldest i've ever felt working being outside but the arkansas game watching that game was second only to that oh you're talking about all the time there's many times i've been colder than that well you were in chicago oh, right? yeah. i mean when i lived in iowa like there was there was Many, many times since, since I moved to Memphis. By 20 years in Memphis, that by far the coldest I've ever been. Iowa colder than Kankakee? Oh, yeah. Is it because there's just nothing to block the wind and everything? It's just flat and there's nothing there? Yeah, man. But, I've I mean, never been to Iowa. We wake up and like the high temperature is going to be like negative six. So again, these folks are, they're used to it. They're yes. here. They're probably going to wear no shirts. Yeah, now it's warmer today. In, be- today in Ames, the forecasted high is higher than it is here in memphis right generally um yeah these people this is 40 again the projected high of 42 today in ames 42 degrees in ames on december 29th is they that's great balmy balmy, that's great for them they they love this stuff uh we got brandon lang joining us in just a second nfl last night if you missed it cleveland beat the jets 37 to 20 NFL's not the easiest thing to pick, but last night I thought that was a slam dunk with Cleveland. You have tomorrow Dallas and Detroit, your Cowboys against the Lions. Dallas a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Then a full slate on Sunday, and that includes a Sunday night game with Green Bay and Minnesota. There is no Monday game this week. And then, of course, next week will be the final week of the regular season. It's time now to talk with Brandon Lang. It's time to handicap this week's action. Joining Greg and Eli is sports handicapper Brandon Lang, subject of the movie Two for the Money. It's P equals P. You walk into a strip bar and you let her take your hand and drag you into that champagne room. Pressure equals problems. 
You just can't do it. And I'm telling you, pressure equals problems in the NFL. Get Brandon's plays at brandonlang.com. There's four things you can't handicap in sports. There's, there's four things. Penalties, turnovers, player stupidity, and coaching stupidity. What are they smoking? Also, listen to Brandon with Clay Harbor and Cam Rogers on the Believe Podcast Network. You're on a dating app. And they don't show a body picture. Run! Run! Now, here's Brandon with Greg and Eli. Brandon Lang, Merry Christmas belated. Happy New Year to you. How are you? Thank you, boys. I'm doing great. Just uh, sitting in New York with my girl who's five feet away on her laptop. So uh, Tell her away from us. I know she doesn't get to come over and give out today's you know, paddle game because it lost. Well, so. went one and one. You went one and one because you had the two. You you went the double with the Dallas and Detroit. Yeah. But, oh my God, Dallas. Okay, Dude, I, I want to ask you because I, I know what my reaction was as a Cowboys fan, and I know because you had that as the, the the paddle game. The when they try to hand the damn ball to the fullback on the goal line on that first drive and fumble it, what was the reaction? Well, here's the reaction. Let's go to the play before that. Oh, I know exactly what we're talking about. Because if Pollard, because if Pollard puts his head down mm-hmm. and goes low, he scores. Exactly what he, I said he, on he, Monday. He goes low and he scores. <laughs> it's not even, it's not even a. Question. He let a man he stop him. We hit a full out of steam. A man reached out with one arm and stopped him from right. getting in the end zone. So he goes low and he scores. Now I've done this job for thirty years. When I swear on my daughter's life, when he didn't go low and score, yes, it's first and goal at the one. I go, oh boy, this isn't good. I go, this just isn't good. I and I just had this feeling in my stomach where I almost wanted to vomit about something bad happening. And the next play, they fumble. Prior to that, two plays earlier, they showed a graphic when the Dallas Cowboys score in their first drive. They're seven and zero this year. <laughs> So I'm like, man, we're field goal. Field goal, we're good. Touchdown, we're good. Man, we're great. And then Pollard doesn't get in. And then the next play, as you saw him in the full Listen, you're first and goal at the one-yard line. Mike McCarthy, whoever their offensive coordinator is, when you're first and goal in the NFL at the one-yard line, if you quarterback sneak it four times in a row, you are eventually going to get in you have on to. one of those. You'd have to. It's, it's impossible not to, pretty much. blowing what they, what they do. Listen, when they were down at the goal line in the fourth quarter, yes, they, they scored a touchdown, but they tried some play with some fake handoff in the backfield and lost nine yards back to the 11. Remember that? Mm-hmm. They were first They were first and goal at the one yeah. again. Yeah. And then they ran some running play where they lost 10 yards back to the 10-yard line, and then they ended up in some pass. But just mind-blowing. But, yeah, it, it, uh, that game should have, for all intents and purposes, should have been a winner. And it just goes to show you, man, you leave seven points off the board Mm -hmm. in an NFL game and you're a road dog, it is going to come back and haunt you and you can't get those points back. I've watched a game where I've had a a three-and-a-half-point dog and they missed a field goal on the first drive. They go, we're going to need that three, trust me. And they end up losing by four and you're like, wow, that field goal. It's just it's amazing how it comes back to haunt you. But it is what it is. She should have had another winner. She didn't. She went one-and-one, though. So there was no smacking and whacking um, with the one and one. 
Um, so if we uh, we're we're in very very good shape as we head into Manhattan for New Year's. Did so, you did you um, start the week off right last night? I thought that was an easy play with Cleveland. I actually had two plays I liked in college. I liked Arizona and liked NC State, and I ended up isolating NC State, and that was just that was crushing because they're getting three. They're down big. They come back, get it 21-19, seven minutes to go, and Kansas State's got a third and 13 from their own 20. Now, you know just as well as I do, with the time being what it is, you get a stop there. Even if NC State goes three and out and punts them back their 20, now you're around five minutes. Two first down games over. And when they converted, I said, now I'm going to need a backdoor because they're going to go down and score. And sure enough, they scored, went up by nine, and there's 2.30 to go. NC State's got all three timeouts, so let's go get a backdoor. First play interception. Oh. <laughs> anyway, that's bowl games for you, man. I, that's bowl games yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. But I thought Cleveland was an easy play in the NFL, but anyway. So. Yeah, I'm. I just I whiffed it. I whiffed it. So sometimes you whiff it. I whiffed it. So. So tomorrow I night, should let her, I should have just let her paddle me for not using Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just you know, she looked at me. and said, "Why wouldn't you use Cleveland? Cleveland was an easy winner. Get over here!" Bam. But there was none. So there we go. So tomorrow night. It's the Cowboys back at home where they have been absolutely dominant against the Lions, who have, of course, been very, very good. Cowboys, um, a little bit bigger favorite than I thought they would be in this game. But what do you? who do you like there? That's a burial. You're the Detroit Lions. Let me paint you a picture. The Detroit Lions are like a guy going to Vegas. And he has the greatest weekend of his life. Meet some girl in a nightclub, hotter than any girl he's ever dated. She takes him on a great run over the whole weekend. It's the greatest weekend of his life. And then he's got to go back home and go to work on Monday. That's the Detroit Lions. Clinching the division on the road at Minnesota. First time in their playoffs since 1840 or whenever it is. <laughs> You're literally in the playoffs now. You won your division. You did everything you can. It doesn't now where you're at doesn't affect your seeding. Doesn't if you're not going to get the number one seed, no matter what you do, you're just not. You're you're listen. You're the Detroit Lions, and now you got to go to Dallas and get up and play the Cowboys, who have lost a couple in a row. Uh, you watch, Dallas drills them. Okay, um, you all right over there? Yeah, that was that was uh, that was my background. Oh, I thought something dropped. <laughs> um. Baltimore, is there a possibility for a letdown after what happened against San Francisco? They got Miami coming into town. No. No, I had Baltimore Monday night. Probably one of the 1% of the world that had Baltimore Monday night. The entire betting world was on San Francisco. And if you look at Baltimore, look at their season, and look at their schedule, you can't, by any stretch of the imagination, think for one second that they shouldn't be undefeated. They lost to Indianapolis 22-19 in overtime in a game they led in the fourth quarter. They led Pittsburgh 10-7 in the fourth quarter. <clears throat> that was a crazy ending to that game. Mm-hmm. And they lost to Cleveland 33-31 when they were up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And they had Lamar tipped off a helmet, pick six that got him back in the football game. You basically, really, could have an undefeated football team here. There's, there's no letdown. They're playing for the number one seed in the NFL, which would be huge for them. So I'd be feel much more comfortable taking Baltimore from three and a half down to three than taking Miami. I still don't think Miami can be trusted. Listen, they have so many injuries that they caught a really good break the last couple of weeks with who they played, but I still can't get past the fact of what happened with Will Levis. 
in the last four minutes of that game and on Monday night. Mm-hmm. They can be exploited by the right team, and I think Lamar's that right team. I think this, this gets ugly, just like the Miami-Buffalo game earlier this year. I'm going to lay it with Baltimore minus three. We said last week, uh, we talked about the, the Chiefs shouldn't be giving anybody double digits, and then they lose the game to the Raiders as they give up the two defensive touchdowns. Now they're a touchdown favorite against the Bengals. I just can't trust the Chiefs against anybody giving that many points. Yeah, it's it's... I came on your show, if you could go back to week one and listen, I came on your show after Kansas City lost to Detroit. And the, the most amazing thing about that game was I called Detroit outright, so Detroit going there went outright, but it was the first game that my girl had ever watched with me understanding what I did for a living. And Detroit's first drive, they completed a third and two, and she's like, I can't, this is just too stressful, I can't take this. I'm like, listen, there's, 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 58 minutes to go in the game. Relax. She's like, no, this is too stressful. It was, it was hysterical. Like, she's sweating the game in the first three minutes. It was the <laughs> cutest thing you've ever seen in your life. And I'm like, and listen to me. I got about 140 more of these before it's all said and done. She's like, I can't take your business. This is too stressful. Like, Can I get a tears and water, please? And then a shot, please? Like, it was just the funniest thing in the world. But I came on your show the next day, and I said, Casey's done. People don't realize that this team's run is over, and you would think everybody thought I was on crack. And it's the same thing I say over and over and over again. The greatest thing about Tom Brady was every single year he went to Kraft and said, what do you need me to do? What do you need me to do with my contract so mm-hmm. we can keep this nucleus together? Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, being a little punk he is, says, listen, I want $500 because that's who I am. Well, when you give your quarterback $500 million, you don't have any money left over to keep everybody else. And that's what's happened with the receiving core. You let Tyreek Hill go. You just, listen, I said they were done. They're done. Now they got to go on the road for the And that's another thing. People anoint this guy as the second coming. He's never yeah. had to go on the road for a playoff game. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> we get to see him go on the road and get his butt kicked. And then go back to your state farm. Go ahead. Hey, you know what? Bundle that. Bundle that. Bundle that, Mahomes, with your state farm. Well, we bundle. All right, go bundle the road. Anyway. Um, you, do you, but, what do you do against the Bengals? Do you like the Bengals to cover? I know the Bengals aren't very I, good right now. I will keep, I mean, listen, I will keep going against KC yeah. every single week. Should this be the game they cover? Absolutely, but you just lost outright to the Raiders lane <laughs> exactly, 11. Yes. What it, I mean, you think we're just going to show up? You got problems. Right. Right. Uh, you nailed Pittsburgh last week. You you talked about, and of course, Eli brought up the fact that Mason Rudolph was playing on Christmas. Now they go to Seattle, both teams at 8-7, and seven, both teams right in the hunt. Um, how do you see this one? It's funny. I, I think Seattle's the right side, but you look at Pittsburgh, you look at their coach, 17 years, never had a losing record, and he's at Baltimore the last week. So are they going to beat Baltimore last week of the regular season? Or Mike Tomlin has his first losing record. So they got to go in here and they got to beat Seattle because um, they're not beating Baltimore. He loses this game. He's, he's going to have a losing record because I can't see Baltimore. They're only going to be a game up and they can't lose that last game. They got to lock in home field. But here's the problem. And I can't play that scenario out because if Baltimore beats Miami, do they lock up the number one seed? I think they do. And in that case, they rest their starters the last week and Pittsburgh goes in there and gets a win. So with that being said, all things considered, I think Pittsburgh goes in there and hangs around. Remember, they went out and beat the Rams earlier this year. Um, I think Pittsburgh plus three and a half in a field goal game. If I'm not mistaken, 
the is there only one home dog this week? No, there's two. Yes. The Giants and the Commanders. <laughs> I know how much you love your home dogs. Are you are you willing to go with either one of those two? Oh my god. <laughs> um if the San Francisco 49ers don't put up 45 points on that commander's defense, there's something wrong in the NFL. Yes. Um, that's all I can say about that. Um, the Rams actually opened six and a half, went down to five and a half. Um, if Tyrod Taylor starts for the Giants, I think the Giants can hang around and cover that. I do. He's, he's a much better fit than, you know, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Not Tommy DeVito, Danny DeVito, so, um, who got benched. So, um, my lean would be towards towards if there's one home dog that's got a shot, I believe it's the, the Giants. Now, with that being said, who would have thought that the Chargers, after giving up 179 yes. points to the Raiders, would play Buffalo tough over right. that 12 it's and a half That's the NFL. But with that being said, the Niners went to Arizona two weeks ago, laying 12 and a half and won by 19. So I don't think you can fade the Niners in this spot based coming off the game against the Monday against the Ravens. I would say if there's one home dog, Giants, but I wouldn't touch either one. Do you have a paddle game? Um. Yes, college football, Alabama. You're going Alabama. Alabama. And, and you're taking who you got in the other one? Uh, Texas. Texas. I think I think Texas wins it all. I've already bet Texas to win it all. Really? Ooh, plus, okay. plus one. Plus one. I got them at plus one forty. I like Washington. I like them. So, listen, I watched them play all year long, and I watched them struggle with. I watched Stanford put up 30, 30 something on them. I watched them struggle with Washington State the last game of the year. They just had Oregon's number. They just did. They just had Oregon's number mm-hmm. counted. I think. I think the coach of Oregon could be one of the worst game coaches I've ever seen in my entire life. Great recruiter, great recruiter. Guy can't coach his way out of a paper bag. Washington just owned Oregon. This Texas defense probably in their front D line rotation. Probably five of those guys are going to play in the NFL. People don't realize how good their D line is, and offensively they just got studs. I, Washington's had a great year, but I think Texas. Listen, if you go into Alabama and beat Alabama. Yeah. You don't accidentally do that. You got athletes, you got studs. And listen, my girl's from Alabama, so we're definitely using Alabama as the battle game. All right, final thing, and I know bowl games are just it, it, they're they're tough. They're tough to handicap, but Ole Miss is getting four and a half against Penn State in the Peach Bowl tomorrow. I love Ole Miss. I know they laid a laid an egg last year in the bowl. Uh, any thoughts on this one? Have you looked at this one at all? I'll tell you this. Anytime you can get an SEC team plus points in bowl games, you take them. Simple as that. You don't even think about it. You don't even think about it. Don't even handicap it. Anytime you get an SEC team getting points in a bowl game, you take them. Anytime you get a power conference school playing a lesser school, Duke against Troy. Duke was getting six and a half. ACC versus the Sun Belt. Who won the game? Duke. Anytime you get the power conference team getting points against the lesser conference, you take it. You just do, and you don't even handicap the game. You just take it. Simple as that. Another case in point, USC out of the Pac-12, playing Louisville. What do you do? USC plus four and a half wins the game outright. Just the lesser lesser conference um, is the favorite. Take them. I would take Ole Miss. I don't, I don't trust James Franklin as far as you can throw. And, by the way, I, I don't see how Memphis doesn't cover tonight getting ten and a half basically on their home field. Right. Yep. That's I know, a, I know Iowa State's been good, but I like Memphis plus the points as well. Happy New Year to you and uh your your lovely gal. Enjoy the uh New Year's Eve festivities and we'll talk to you uh, next week. Thanks, boys. Thank see you, Brandon. You, Brandon Lang.
BrandonLang.com is the website. Check out his podcast as well. The Crazy Coops got everybody excited for the new year. In fact, do yourself a favor. Go order a tray of these delicious hot wings for New Year's Eve. You're staying home. You got a little party, a little celebration, a little gathering. Enjoy the best hot wings in town from the Crazy Coop. 7199 Highway 64 between Appling and Kirby Witten and the Crazy Coop Express at 1315 Ridgeway off Poplar. Ask them about their crazy packs. Get these delicious hot wings. And what makes them the best is the seasonings. They have 29 different flavors to choose from. Absolutely out of this world, including sweet maple bourbon. The taste will remind you of chicken and waffles. 27 chicken wing seasonings, not 29, 27. Uh, and then if you like the hot, how about the crazy sweet lemon pepper hot, the crazy suicide. If you can't take the heat, get the four cheese roasted garlic or the barbecue bacon bourbon. That's just a few of the different seasonings you can get on these delicious hot wings, whole wings, party wings, boneless wings, and delicious chicken tenders. At the Bartlett location, they got the full menu. You can get the catfish sandwiches, which are out of this world, those juicy half-pound burgers, all the great sides like the fried okra, the green tomatoes, the fried dill pickles you can order up and pick up yourself you can have any of the services delivered to your home or office and again they will cater i talk about this all the time with the crazy coop they will cater so ask them about their catering services find them on instagram and facebook but again for new year's eve usher in the new year enjoying the best hot wings in town from the crazy coop 7199 Highway 64 between Appling and Kirby Witten and the Crazy Coop Express at 1315 Ridgeway off Poplar. Sean Merriman is next. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Okay, you know, this card looks great wrapped around you, you know. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Welcome back, everybody. Final half hour for us today here on Sports 56 Mornings. It is a pleasure to once again be joined by the former three-time NFL All-Pro linebacker Sean Merriman. He's the founder of Lights Out MMA on Fubo Sports. It's been a banner year, Sean, and I know you're starting out 2024 with a bang. you got a big event coming up on January 6th. Thanks for joining us. Happy New Year to you. Hey, what's up, my man? Happy New Year. Yeah, I, I can't I tell you how much your, your fight series has exploded. And as I said, 2023... Had to be tremendous for you guys. You know, obviously you didn't start that long ago getting into the fight business and extreme fighting and then taking it to where it is now as it continues to grow. Yeah, you know, it's been fun for us, man, because, uh, you know, we had a 90% viewership jump, which is uh, almost unheard of um, in this business. So it's been great. You know, the fans have uh, really taken a liking to what we've been doing. Uh, a lot of support out there, man. So we just want to keep growing these up-and-coming superstars. Well, next week, January 6th, another big card. Tell us a little bit about that event. Yeah, we got a huge event. January 6th, uh, Saturday, uh, it'll be live on football sports, lights out extreme, fighting 13. We got Gilbert Nakatani, uh, Jake Woodley, who's a former uh, D1 wrestler, uh, who's also on this card. 
And I really truly believe, man, we got about two or three guys uh, that will probably end up in the UFC after this fight. So, you know, this is a big card. Make sure you guys tune in uh, Saturday, January 6th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 13. Uh, we'll be live on Football Sports Football TV. And I know the ladies don't take a backseat to anybody. You got a bantamweight title on the line. Yes, yes, we got a we got a bunch of women. You know what? And 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 coincidentally, man, I love watching the women fight, and they just love to get after it. So, uh, yeah, this card is big, man. Saturday, January sixth. Make sure you guys tune in. Uh, get all your information at lightsoutxf.com. The um, and and you and this one too. Don't you have some amateurs fighting? A bunch of amateur fights. Yeah, and you know what's different with us, um, and I thought it was very important uh, was to make sure we have amateurs that also shown on, on, on Fubo, right? Mm-hmm. Like not a lot of amateurs get that opportunity yeah. to be, uh, you know, on TV, on streaming service, and get seen. But we make sure our up and coming amateurs get seen. So we we have a few amateurs who's going to be turning pro with us as well. What's the game plan for 2024, Sean, about how many shows you'd like to have and uh, anything as, as you continue to, to branch out and make this event even bigger? Well, right now we're uh, having a fight about every five or six weeks. And what I would like to do is have a fight every three to four weeks starting in 2024. Um, and, you know, we, we just jumped the top five most watched on football. So for us, wow. we have to give, you know, we got we to gotta get the fans more. We got to get the people more. So uh, I took it down from five to six fights, uh, well, uh, a fight every five to six weeks to three to four weeks. So uh, fans will be able to see us a lot more frequently. The and what how as you do that how do you, and you continue to recruit fighters? How is it as far as right now as this sport continues it seemingly to grow and grow and grow to find new fighters out there? And how tough is it to, to try and recruit the the right people? I, actually, man, to be honest, when you have that type of viewership, uh, the fighters are, are in my direct messages <laughs> on, <laughs> really? uh, on, on, on social media. They, they are. You, you would think it was like some hot women, right, that would be there, but <laughs> there's not, man. It's, it's all fighters that are looking to jump on lights out of extreme fighting, and, and I can tell you it wasn't always like that. So um, that's a big testament to what we've, what we've built. Well, obviously you're in the fight game, but for years you were in the NFL game, and we love talking to you about the uh, National Football League getting down to the wire here as far as the regular season is concerned. I know on the 23rd, right before Christmas, you had the Chargers playing the Bills out there in L.A. Did you go to that game? I I was there. Absolutely. How does – okay, so explain to me, obviously Buffalo, one of your former teams, how the Buffalo Bills go from what they did the week prior – to turn around, now I know it's a long trip out there and all that jazz, but the the Chargers have just given up 1,000 points to the Raiders. How do you have one that goes down to the wire when Buffalo has to win? They get the win, but I, I didn't see that one coming, that it would be that tight. Well, to be honest, um, you know, with the change of coaching staff and Brandon Staley being fired, uh, Giff Smith, who was my, he was my defensive lineman coach, actually, in Buffalo. Wow. So we have a really tight relationship. And he has a lot of respect from the guys. And they went out there and played hard for him. They laid out in the line. And mind you, this is with no Justin Herbert, right? And so when you look at that team, it shows you a lot what they're capable of getting blown out by by the Raiders the week week before and then showing up the way they did against a really, really good Buffalo Bills team. Uh, You got to look, man. It, It was coming from the top. They, uh, they made that coaching change, which, which was the best thing that, that happened, right? But they, those guys went out there and played hard, man, and that's all Giff wanted to accomplish. 
for you as a former, you know, great defensive player and who you know takes a lot of pride in the Chargers, what was it like to see what that that game when they're giving up sixty three points and it appeared as they like just could completely give it up on Brandon Staley? Well, well I'll, I'll tell you this, man. Um, it was hard to be on social media. <laughs> you know, it was very hard to be on social media, and the biggest thing is like they're all pros, and I'll tell anybody that it is extremely hard for you to have a, a 42 to nothing deficit and walking into halftime as a pro unless the team has given up on you. And that's exactly what happened. And I'm not saying across the board, every guy, but you had enough guys out there that um, they're really throwing the white towel for, for Brandon Staley. And, and, and that showed a lot because they turned around without Justin Herbert and all these big star players the following week and gave one of the best teams in the, in the NFL a problem. Yeah. And that's what happened. Former three-time NFL All-Pro linebacker Sean Merriman joining us on the program. He's the founder of Lights Out MMA on Fubo Sports. Last week, going into last week's games, listening to the so-called experts, it was 49ers on their own tier, and then everybody else is below them. And then the 49ers go out there, and, and the Ravens beat them up. So now people are saying, well, you know, the Ravens are on their own tier. Is Baltimore the best team? Is San Francisco the best team? Do you have thoughts on anybody else? Who right now, as we close in on the end of the regular season, in your opinion, is the best team in the NFL? I think with the style of play, and I said this right before the season started, they brought in Chuck Smith, who was my pass rushing coach during the offseason. I traveled to Atlanta. They brought him in. And so, so we're now seeing J.W.R. Clowney, Queen, uh, Smith, all these guys playing the way they plan. They're the most aggressive. They're the most physical team in the National Football League, and it showed against San Francisco 49ers. And I, I'll tell you this, man, Lamar, if he stays healthy, mm-hmm. I do not believe anybody can compete with the Ravens right now. You know, it's pretty amazing, Sean, when you think about their their history since they became a franchise in Baltimore, they have had so many great, I mean, great defensive units. Yeah, and, and you know, that that's their DNA, right? Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see uh, Rokon Smith mm-hmm. and Ray Lewis sit down with the 101 film session, right? And and I don't like to compare anybody to Ray Lewis. I mean, that that mm-hmm. is that, <laughs> he is the best linebacker to ever play the game. But when you sit around and you look at that style of defense and how they're playing right now, that's the closest thing to it. And as long as they're playing that style of, uh, of defense, tackling, being physical, the physicality of how they approach games, no one can be on the field with them. Are you, like, when you watch Joe Flacco do what he's done, coming basically off of his couch, stepping in, and now leading the Browns to all these wins, are you, like, Amazed by that, or do you go? Yeah, I mean, the, the guy's got a great arm, and that's just it. You, you could play the position. No, it gave me hope. I started to stretch in the living room, but he <laughs> got out there. <laughs> you know, you know. To be honest, and you look around at the Jets, you look around at uh, Atlanta. Some of these teams are struggling at quarterback. It just gave a lot of people hope that there's really good quarterbacks that just need a shot, right? I mean, Joe Flacco, um, you know, he's a Super Bowl champion. He he he's done his work in the NFL, and he just needed a shot. So if you're sitting around on the couch, you're one of these older guys that can step in and play. He just Joe Flacco, in my opinion, opened the doors for a lot of guys that are sitting out and made the NFL look at some other opportunities somewhere else. 
It's pretty amazing, though, how many quarterbacks have played this year, how many quarterbacks have started. Now, obviously, you're going to have injuries every year. It's a violent sport. There's going to be the the attrition. But, my gosh, it seems like – now, Flacco is a guy who's proven himself, right? He proved himself in Baltimore. He's a name. But some of these other quarterbacks that are getting opportunities, like, they were average in college. You're thinking, man, they're, they're running out of quarterbacks. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we're talking about a quarterback-driven league, right? Yeah. right? So at the end of the day, when you really think about it, you look at some of these teams that are struggling, and you see a Joe Flacco come and have this much success. You see a guy like uh, – and I'm not saying Cam Newton could come on the field and do anything like that, but you think Cam Newton can't be a backup to uh, a Zach Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or mm-hmm. Some, you know, there, There's guys on the street right now who can play and just not have that opportunity. I would agree with that. I, I I think Newton still, you know, as long as he stays healthy, would be able to be a a, a backup in the league. You got it. I, with, with Flacco having this success, I just keep thinking like Tom Brady's probably like, you know what? Maybe I should come back for a no, while. No, no. Oh yeah, Tom can do it for sure. And you know <laughs> the the funny the funny part about Tom is that you know he's a guy that can instantly upgrade whatever you're doing. Right? He doesn't have to be great. He doesn't have to be the most spectacular person on the field. If you bring a guy like Tom Brady, uh, and by the way, there's other quarterbacks like him that's sitting on the street right now that just never got that chance. So right now, and, and maybe we'll you know, get you on before the Super Bowl, but right now, who is your prediction to be in the Super Bowl? You know, after watching that Ravens before the United game, I, I don't see anybody that can match the physicality of the Ravens right now. And their style of football is the last people that you want to play. Um, and I don't want to overlook like the Lions. Lions were my sleeper before the season started, mm-hmm. uh, but only because of how they finished up last year, the momentum, their style of football. They love running the football, you know, running the football, playing tough defense, no turnovers, getting turnovers on defense. And Dan Campbell, man, that that is that is my favorite coach, man. I love Dan Campbell. And just the mentality he instilled in this team. Why am I not surprised that that's the kind of coach you like? I mean, he seems like uh, a player's coach that everybody would run through a wall for him. But a big one tomorrow against Dallas. I'll be curious to see how they do against the Cowboys tomorrow in Dallas. Well, I'm not so much so much worried about the Lions in that game. I'm worried about Dallas because <laughs> they, you know, they struggled to to beat teams that's over 500, right? right. And, and they, that's been the case the whole entire season. And I know that uh, they're America's team, and, and they get the brunt of everything that happens. But man, they uh, they have struggled all year mm-hmm. against really good teams. Now they beat all the teams they're supposed to beat, right? But I, I, I just lost confidence in them being able to beat a team that's qualified. Well, 2023 was a big year for Sean. 2024 is going to be even bigger. Sean Merriman's Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Lights Out 13 coming up on January 6th on Fubo Sports. You can watch an amazing card from out in Long Beach, California. Sean, want to wish you nothing but the best. We always enjoy having you on, and we look forward to more of this in 2024. You got it. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Sean. Guns, guns, more guns than you can imagine. That's what you'll find at Classic Arms of Memphis. Over 700 firearms. That's right, 700 firearms, plus, of course, 
everything else you need from ammunition to other supplies. You can find that at Classic Arms. And you can find it 24-7 on the website at ClassicArmsOfMemphis.com. Or, of course, you could go see them when they're open, during their open hours, at Classic Arms at 1740 Germantown Parkway. Whatever it is you're looking for for the world of guns, for something for hunting, for home defense. Maybe you're a gun collector. They've got old guns. They've got new guns. They've got everything. They buy, they sell, they trade. New and used, you'll find it all at Classic Arms. And you'll find all of the top names like Glock and Colt and Ruger, Smith and Wesson, Browning, Beretta, Benelli, Remington, Winchester. You'll find them all at Classic Arms. They also guarantee the lowest price in town. They offer free gun inspections, free gun appraisals. You can get it all at Classic Arms. Again, 24-7, you can shop at ClassicArmsOfMemphis.com. Go by and see them right behind Corky's on Germantown Parkway at 1740 Germantown Parkway. They're in the shopping center there, right behind Corky's Barbecue, Classic Arms. Of course, Sean Merriman's Maryland Terrapins in action tomorrow in Nashville. Just down the road, they'll be playing Auburn in the Music City Bowl. Auburn is six and a half point favorite as Maryland does not have their quarterback as he opted out, Tunga Baloa. By the way, I did look it up. I cannot believe I was right with my memory. But yes, that game, we talked about the uh, Arkansas game. It was against East Carolina, January 2nd, 2010. Arkansas won in overtime, 20-17, to 17, and Eddie Money was the halftime act. Pretty unbelievable. All right, we'll come back with our final segment of 2023. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. You already know you can listen to Sports 56 anywhere with the Sports 56 app or at sports56whbq.com. But you can also watch us daily with live video of all of our shows on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Get them to sign on the line which is dotted. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Gonna put the world away for a minute. Pretend I don't live This afternoon, you got the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, 2.30 kickoff with the Tigers in Iowa State. Tonight, the Grizzlies in action out in L.A. against the Clippers. Hopefully, Ja will be back and everybody will be healthy for that one. Late night, uh, tip off there with the 9.30 start time. Tomorrow night, Tigers will be in action down at FedEx Forum against Austin P. I've got four tickets for that game that I will give to caller number Four. Caller number four. Four for four. It's a four for four special. Caller number four. Four tickets for the Tigers Austin P game tomorrow night down at FedEx Forum. 360-8255. 360-8255. If you want four tickets for that game. If you're not going to that game, you're not going out to the AutoZone Liberty Bowl game, you want to watch those games, you want to watch the Grizzlies tonight out on the West Coast, well, great place to do that. That's East Coast Wings and a Grill. Plenty of TVs to watch all the games, whatever's on, all the bowl action, all the college basketball, all the NFL, everything you can imagine, it's always on at East Coast Wings and Grill. And while you're there, you can enjoy great food, great drinks, just a great time and have fun while enjoying 
all of those games. 60 different flavors of wings to choose from, plus all kinds of other great items on the menu. 24 draft beers on tap, plus anything else you want. 3.30 till 6.30 is happy hour, so the uh, AutoZone Liberty Bowl today, that's going to be going on right in that sweet spot of happy hour this afternoon. You can enjoy two-for-one draft beers, bucket specials, and all that while watching the Tigers play Iowa State in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. East Coast Wings and Grill, located off Highway 64. Kate Hyde Boulevard runs right between Lowe's and Walmart. That's where you'll find them. East Coast Wings and Grill. We do have our winner of the Tigers tickets. Congratulations. Thanks for uh, all those who uh, tried but came up a little bit short. And uh, while we do have a couple of minutes, do want to thank everybody for another terrific year here on Sports 56 Mornings, here on Sports 56. Just uh, we appreciate it, man. We really do. You're listening. Uh, even those who who don't call in or text in, that's fine. That's your prerogative. We just love that you're there, that you're listening to the show. So many positive comments have been made uh, over the years uh, about our program and about our station. We've been around a long, long time. We try to bring you as much uh, entertainment and information as we can via the sports world, and we thank you uh, for being there for us. We always appreciate it. By the way, no 10 in a row today. We'll get back into 10 in a row uh, in 2024. So again, the Tigers today, they are 10.5-point dogs against Iowa State. They'll kick it off just after 2.30. Uh, and the Tigers, with an opportunity to win their 10th game, if they do so, that would be just the fifth time in the history of the football program. Tomorrow, 6 o'clock, Austin P at FedEx Forum. If you don't make it down there or make it to East Coast Wings to watch it, well, you can watch it at East Coast Wings. Uh, I'll have the call along with John Albright on ESPN+. Plus, Eli will be on the radio call <clears throat> Excuse me, of Sunday's Ole Miss game. The Rebels stay unbeaten. They're, we're talking basketball here. They're still unbeaten. They'll take on Bryant at 2.30. And then tomorrow we'll have the Ole Miss-Penn State Peach Bowl starting with the pregame at 9 a.m., the Lions and Cowboys at 6.45. So some great sports uh, happenings over the weekend right here on Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Pinnacle Roofing and Restoration for all your roofing and home repair needs. If you have any issues with your roof in 2024, get it taken care of. Nip it in the bud. Call Brandon McCullough at 901-438-5084 or go online at newroofmemphis.com. Locally owned and operated, they offer financing with different plans and options to choose from, including a 6, 12, or 18-month same-as-cash option. They'll work with your insurance company or out-of-pocket, whatever it takes to get that roof fixed or to get that new roof. They do residential and commercial roofing, so business owners and property managers, along with homeowners. Uh, give Brandon a call today. They'll come out in early 2024 and do a free roof inspection for you. They're licensed, bonded, and insured, and a member of the Better Business Bureau. You get a five-year labor warranty on the purchase of a new roof, and all their work is satisfaction guaranteed. That includes work around the home, like carpentry work, exterior painting. They can put up fencing and gutters, install shingles, uh, siding, rotten wood repair. Whatever you can't do yourself, call the experts at Pinnacle Roofing and Restoration, 901-438-5084, or online at New Roof Memphis. Com. Our thanks to John Varlas, to Matt Dillon, to Brandon Lang, and to Sean Merriman for joining us on the program today. Well done, friends, on Sports 56 is coming up next. For Eli Savoy and for Zach Boyd, I'm Greg Gaston. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Oh, stop. Oh, stop.